1: Confederacy of Dunks, Toronto Raptors, Scotty B. we in North, baby. Get that, get it, get it, get it. What's up? This is a Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. We are on the Raptors Republic stream website. We're with Raptors Republic. <laughs> i don't know have you been doing it this long you don't know it's because i said the uh threw me off um listen i throw myself off that's the type of host i am ADHD's <laughs> popping. let's go uh, let's go you're uh you're already hearing andy hall he's a producer yes. co-host he's great got the J. hat got the Kawhi sit down
0: got the crash bandicoot t-shirt we're here for everything
1: crash bandicoot pardon me uh Uh, bandicoot wow (laughs) wow listen hot (laughs) stellar beginning (laughs) welcome i'm rattled because of the pascal trade but uh uh, we have a a amazing first time guest with us uh I'm, i'm honored to have him uh i'm i'm a fan uh we got curly from the live by the three uh podcast what's up how you doing thanks for joining
2: Woo! Uh, thanks for having me. No, man, it's uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Then it didn't, didn't start off that way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Um, I guess I guess we'll just put it in, put it out there. Um, when I first listened to Confederacy Dunk, I was expecting a basketball, a pure basketball podcast. Yeah, it was not exactly that,
1: and you were devastated.
2: I was devastated, yeah. you know? I was devastated, but you know what? I'm like, let me give it another chance, and then I listened to the second episode, and then the third, and then, you know, I started to tune in weekly, and then you got a follow, and then you got a rating, and here we are. Ooh, I am now- got a rating? Yes, yes, Wow. Yes. Five stars, baby, five oh stars.
1: If you imagine, yeah. it's like, yeah, it was one star. I, I yes. Still <laughs> was... <laughs>
2: Three yeah, I'm, stars. I'm, I'm solely <laughs> responsible for busting down that rating, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um... <laughs>
1: That has to be. I mean, you know, I, I, I meet listeners from time to time. Um, and you know, like it's, I, I always love when, when someone who's, who's in basketball like you is a listener, it makes me feel great. But you, I think, uh, you hold on to the title. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say of the best arc, I don't know anyone that has a better like arc with the show. Uh, so you know, giving yeah, that, us a second try and then being mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I like it, I follow. I'm honestly started a Patreon for you. It's pretty thick, you know.
2: Oh, that's awesome! You guys do yeah. great stuff, man, and uh, I'm a huge fan.
1: Thank you, appreciate it.
0: Amazing, uh, Freddie! I just realized I do have a Raptors hat here, so I'm just gonna put it on.
1: Okay, you're, you're, uh, like, like, what are we, we doing? Start. Do you know what I mean? Wow, right me. right Let's off go. The <laughs> we'll youtubers up. Um, there we
0: go. Yeah. Now the visual component is here. Yeah. Now we're fully into it.
1: And there's still a Crash Bandicoot shirt. No change. Oh my God. Obviously.
0: Listen. Right? We can't just be all Southern Ontario sports teams because honestly, it's rough out here for us right now.
1: Yeah. It's rough. And that's tough. Listen, that's a good segue. Uh, Anyone who listens to this pod a lot knows that um, I like having a competitive team. And we (laughs) do not have one. We are. in the midst of a, uh, you know, a lot of changes, obviously. Um, we actually sort of like, like half broke the Pascal stuff. We were recording our pod when he was getting traded, but it wasn't like a lock, uh, to Mm. the point where we had, you know, some of our comments were like, you know, he's not even traded yet, but, uh, you know, it (laughs) did happen in the morning. Um, and we'll get to Pascal in a sec, but, uh, we're in this space where Bruce Brown's here. Maybe he's just passing through. Uh, I'd say a, a lot of players are on the block. Um, Pirtle still injured. Uh, we, we we blew out Miami, you know, had the, had that, you know, Ewing theory style game where, you know, your, your best player, or, you know, even if it's Scotty, like one of your better players in Pascal leaves and the team just sort of, you know, has that energy game and we smacked Miami, but, we, uh, you know, lost to Chicago and absolutely got, uh, is, is humiliated the right word, but we, we got, yes, we got beat is. up by a pretty, uh, <laughs> injured and bad Memphis Grizzlies. So, uh, the vibes are, 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 not good. And, um, yeah, Curly, let me, let me go to you. The question is the Raptors are bad. What is the next step or steps?
2: Well, I think it's a, well, definitely a loaded question, but I'm going to say it that is. that they're going to have to figure out what team they, that they want to be. Like you you moved off your veterans and some cornerstone's and OG and Pascal and and you know, we had a back and forth on, on Twitter talking about how they should keep Pascal and offer him that extension, but that is long gone obviously. Yep. But what are you what are you trying to accomplish here? You know, are you are you developing? Are you going through a, few, a, a full rebuild? Because it, it seems that way. You're playing bad enough to make it look like a rebuild. And, and you know what? It's it's not all doom and gloom for me because. It's great to see them score the basketball, you know, and it's at least great to see them go down swinging in some games, not definitely not the Memphis game, but they go down swinging for the most part because they're able to score the basketball. And and that's something that they struggled with. It's something mm-hmm. that I've been asking for for years that let's shift off this defensive approach because what good are defensive stops, rebounds, steals, blocks if you can't convert in the opposite end, right? So you're going through a development route. Why is Thaddeus Young still getting 26 minutes over Brady Dick? Why are we not seeing Javon Freeman Liberty? Why are we not seeing, well, we can't see Marquise Noel because he pulled a hammy and, um, why not we? Why don't we see this big old youth movement? And I and I really feel that they're struggling with an identity. They don't know what team they want to become. Are they going to go for development? Are they still trying to compete? Are they competing for the play in? I don't know. But I mm-hmm. will say, in terms of what they need to be doing, is you guys are not going to be good defensively. So what are you going to do? What is the next step? Out. Score everyone. There is absolutely no reason why Scotty Barnes and RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, the BBQ era is here. There is no reason why they should be playing less than 40 minutes a game. Outscore everyone. Push the tempo up. Get out of the transition. Try to get those transition buckets. Try to get transition threes for Gary Trent Jr. and Grady Dick. Just let the ball fly because you're not stopping anybody on the opposite end. So you might as well lean into a strength of yours, and that is scoring the basketball right now. When was the last time we've seen a stretch of games where they scored over 100 points consistently? They had mm-hmm. three games where they scored over 110 points. I don't think we had three games where they scored over 300 points. So I think that's where they should be leaning. Figure out who, who you want to be and just run the basketball run these teams out of the gym do exactly what the memphis grizzlies did to you yesterday
1: (laughs) yeah that that's a really really good point and i think a good way to look at what's happening right now um is we can use our youth to to run and to move and to basically jack up shots right uh you know i know without Purdo playing It's harder to get screens and for a guy like quickly to put up eight, 10 threes a game, but uh, you know, whatever, just do it and, you know, figure out a way to, to be aggressive. Uh, I, you know, I, I really like that take. Like I really like, I mean, I don't want anyone to get injured, but I sort of want to see what we can do. Right. Like let's throw Grady into the fire. Like, you know, stop like the, I think the training wheels should be off. Right. For, a couple of our guys, like obviously Scotty is like, he's proven himself in a variety of ways, right? Barrett's looking good. Um, You know, I think we all see what could be with IQ. Um, And the more talent you have, you know, the more you can do. But uh, I still, I want to see a lot from him, like as a decision maker and just sort of game flow guy. But, you know, in, in the absence of chemistry, I think it's a really good point to be like, hey, let's, let's try and let's try and make sure we score 120 points again um Andy, uh, yeah yeah, to yeah. i was gonna say it Curly,
0: i'll have you know the raptors have scored 100 points in their last three games and they're all losses yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair point so there you go
2: <laughs> yeah but, but at least they're they're losing in an entertaining fashion mm-hmm. right there is
0: that. yeah i'd say, you know you know what if is, is this a thing i've been thinking about this lately where is it like Cause I, I kind of agree with you losing in an entertaining fashion. I mean, I think outside of maybe that Memphis game, because that was just more frustrating and maybe it's just because of the compounding. Like I mentioned of all the other things that are happening around us right now. Like I'm not a bills fan, but like everybody, I like, pretty much every other NFL fan I know around here loves the bills. Mm-hmm. There's Leafs, there's Raptors, and everything is just going just down the toilet right now. Mm-hmm. But it feels like, you know that the, the raptors are at least exciting to watch for the most part you know like uh we're losing games but it's like it's fun to see this new you know this new crew and like it's when your team is making big trades like uh, it's fun you know <laughs> it's fun to talk about and stuff so like at least we got that going for us but is it only fun to us because we <laughs> we have been like you know we've been here for a few years now Where it's like, okay, we just need to move off of this, like, we the North crew, like, obviously that's a legendary group of guys, and we got our championship and all of that. It's time to just really turn, fully turn the page here, which I think is what Messiah is doing, Mm -hmm. 100%. But, like, is that the reason why it's exciting? It feels like that is partly the only reason it's exciting, and I feel like if this keeps up for much longer, it's like, I'm already kind of not excited anymore. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like we're in the middle of it right now. And I'm already like, okay, you know, I I, like that being said, like, I think if, if Jakob wasn't injured, we probably would have won a couple of those games, you know, in the last week or two or so, like losing your starting center is a big deal, especially when you don't have another one, you know what I mean? (laughs) You have no other center at all. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting. It's starting to wear on me. Is this a wrap for the Raptors?
1: Uh, yes, I think it is. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think you you touched on something, Andy, that is unfortunately going to be uh, a big topic for uh, for the foreseeable future, which is this mixture of like you might think you want a tank, and when you're in the tank, it's it's not fun. And transactions, you know, after February 8th, they're done, right? So we might have some entertainment with who gets moved where and that sort of thing. But um, losing a bunch of games, like the moral victories, the positive trends, the, you know, whatever, like uh, the percentages, like they're fun for the hardcores. But I actually, I happened to listen to, I, I was driving back from work uh, and I was listening to the Memphis game on the radio, and then when I rewatched it, I noticed that both sets of comment uh, commentators uh, talked about how the arena had no energy at all. Like they they both used different times to be like, "Damn, this arena's really quiet. These people are <laughs> sleepy." I think, and then you know the, the 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 discourse is a little bit like, "Well, you do gotta like." Do some stuff if you want people to cheer, you know what I mean. There was that little bit of like, anyways. I just I'm just sort of speaking to your point, Andy. Of um, it's transactions are fun. Like, who doesn't like transactions? The off court stuff is
0: interesting, right? It's, it's always interesting, be interesting but, right? But like yeah. when you watch it on, on court, it's like, and, and especially for seeing, you know, that game against the 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 Grizzlies, the the, the game against the Knicks, it's like, whew oh, brother, okay, well, you know, one game it felt like we just got out played, out-energied almost and then the next game you're just like, why can't we win against this team? Uh, certainly we're not this bad but it seems as though we are quite bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it does seem we it's, are and, quite bad. And you know what's
0: interesting about the NBA specifically? We've got three, four teams who are ten and under in wins, which is like I feel like that's nuts. You know what I mean? Like the fact that Detroit only has four wins is obviously crazy, but then San Antonio and Washington each don't have more than 10 wins. Right. And we're, we're not far off from that, but there is a bit of a jump. So it's like, we're bad, but we're not like dismally bottom of the league bad, Mm -hmm. but it kind of feels that way, which is, it's, it's a nuts season. It's wild.
2: Yeah. There's levels to this shit. I have a theory on that. And in the Memphis game, it might be recency bias, but, it's the way that you lose games.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think a lot of that has to do with it. Like, it's okay if you're going to lose lose a game. But don't lose a game when you're not getting back on defense. And yes. you're turning over the ball 17 times. And mm-hmm. you keep looking at the guy next to you if, if, uh, for a missed defensive assignment when you actually blew coverage. And I and I feel like that's part mm-hmm. of the struggle right now. And that's part of the reason why it's it doesn't feel good. Because they're losing in ways that... They're not built to lose. Like you have athletic players and you're losing because of athleticism. Yeah. Because of, yes. you know what I mean? Effort, yes, energy, that, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it definitely sucks. But you know, maybe this is kind of uh you know, me a, a coping mechanism. But I, I always think about the dodgeball quote from uh Vince Vaughn. Uh that if you if you have a goal, you might not reach it. And oh man, how, how did it go? Um but if you don't have one, then you're never disappointed. And I got to tell you, it feels phenomenal. That's how I feel right now. I don't have any <laughs> expectations from this team other than have fun basketball. Yes. So I'm not disappointed. So, yeah, you know, it's, yes. it's, a, it's a level of acceptance. But when you have, when you've had teams in Raptors history where your best player is Mike James, you look at this team and you're like, hey, it's not that bad.
1: You're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Man, Ben Uzo's going off. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think like like for me, like sort of like, answer i guess answering this idea of what is like the next step like we're really in like baby step territory and yes you know uh we we have there's there's Scotty's a the star and and you have players that are good on the team but that is like just the like Detroit has good players you know what I mean like it's sort mm-hmm. of that the requirement to be a okay team in the NBA not even a good team like an okay team is so much higher than like having good young players. So, like, I think I really want to start to see, you know, I'm, I'm, I like when you talk about trends and things you're looking for, I want to see chemistry. Like, I want to see, like, okay, you know, this lineup is like doing some stuff. And, you know, to your Thaddeus point, I feel like what's interesting about that is, of course, you know, he's not someone we're developing, but I think that I feel like, you know, part of the attempt there is, you need someone to babysit these lineups a little bit, like you need someone who's sort of like, listen, your guys aren't even running plays, like, let, like we got to do a couple things. And I, I, I love Jonte Porter, but you know he looks good, but it's just there's sometimes there's too many young guys out there where the level of organization is just to, like you know there's going to be fouls on threes, there's going to be turnovers, there's going to be you know pointing at guys when you make the mistake, so. I feel like that's where some of the veteran stuff will be useful, like even in terms of de- of development. Uh, but yeah, we're, and, and the, uh, the other thing I'll say, and I, I want to throw back to you Curly, cause I'm curious what you think about this. Um, how much of this feeling is just sort of like, we're waiting for the deadline to see like, what's the crew going into the off season? Like how much are we in just sort of this ugly chemistry holding pattern or am I am I talking myself into, you know, being positive?
2: No, you know what? I think there is something to be positive about with this team. Yes, Scotty Barnes. Uh, I feel, and I'm, I'm, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel that he's going to be a superstar at some point. Yeah, um, I yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I think for me, the positivity stems from we went from Scotty Barnes just being the future. To now we have RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly being part of that future. Mm-hmm. And that's something yeah, to sure. definitely be positive about. And, and I think part of the struggle was that Masai, as as great as it was to have this team, you know, go through their ups and downs. I don't think he gave them the pieces to succeed, to address some of those limitations and really complement players like Pascal, like Fred mm-hmm. and, and so on. So I think now there's an, And I can't believe I'm saying this because I absolutely hate this work coming from this front office, but they're evaluating, you know, they're looking at this team, seeing what, what their limitations are. And my hope is, and I'm sure your hope is, is that they're going to address some of these limitations, maybe have a little bit more depth, a little bit more consistency with our, our big men. And I think come trade deadline, whether they do moves or not, at least we have something to look forward to that at least the the BBQ era is here is it going to be here for the long run? I think a lot of that really hangs on whether Scotty can take the next step. And if you were hesitant on that regard, then why are we moving off cornerstones like OG and Pascal? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like pick a struggle at this point if you're this front office. But I but to your point, I think there's something to be positive about.
0: Yeah, I like, also, I, like I like pick a struggle. Go ahead Andy. I'll tell you something I'll tell you something that, uh, that there is to be positive about the name the bbq era yeah am i right yeah. what yeah, a no, wicked pretty- cool name that we have it now natural, for this yeah. flu right it in. totally is it's perfect i don't I, I want more th- barbecue themed <laughs> things happening at Bank arena now i want yeah. there to be full barbecues like tailgating parties yeah, all the time for now, sure please. thank you cherry street bbq step I mean, up and where's yep. exactly where's Eminem meat shops let's get the rj barrett steaks you know the, the emmanuel quickly ribs yeah i don't know whatever let's go yeah. right
2: yeah. Scotty Barnes barn sauce like something yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> let's do it.
1: connect wow iq smart burger let's go <laughs> <The> impossible <burger. laughs> um you know something paramount fine foods mississauga barrett um, okay, wow, I'm sorry <laughs> Wow. That is when A joke falls apart uh, That's a people. lot of syllables there, brother <laughs> That was <is> a lot <laughs> of syllables <laughs> Paramount
0: Fine Foods, Misaga, shout out forever
1: Sometimes you're a plane You're trying to take off on a runway And you're like, wheel's broken Then you try to slow down That doesn't work either Plane crashes, people die You're in a swamp Directly a in the
0: weird swamp at the end of a runway Which we all yeah. know every It's all flubber, everybody's safe yeah uh
1: okay let's um <laughs> you know i i think uh i you know anyone who knows uh this podcast uh knows how much i love pascal he's my favorite raptor of all time um i wanna you know we got we got to honor our raptors here so i want to send pascal off uh i feel you know i i got some moments but <clears throat> curly you are the guest I'll, I'll, I'll let you jump in let's just go moment for moment uh and and talk about some of our favorite Pascal uh Pascal Siakam uh moments.
2: I think for me it's easily game one of the championship run. Mm-hmm. That in 40 minutes, 32 points, eight rebounds, five assists, couple blocks, couple steals. I think he hit about uh two threes that game, but like there was absolutely nothing that Golden State could do to stop him like they threw Draymond Green, they threw whomever they, had. I, don't, I don't even remember. I was just so captivated as how Pascal was just piecing them apart. And, and of course, you know, Kawhi Leonard being there kind of being that superstar, having that gravity, creating those opportunities, but Pascal still had to score. He still had to get after it. He still had to earn every bucket. And I think that was very telling. And I think that's what offered this fan base that you know what even though you know Kawhi is going to be a rental we're gonna be okay if Pascal can step up in this fashion in big moments and he and he has multiple multiple times there I mean take last year for example we we sucked or a couple of years ago we sucked when he got injured in Dallas you know what I mean and and he came back and then here we are in the play um you know, going on that playoff run with the, with the Sixers, obviously not the result that we want. But, you know, when I think of Pascal, I think of somebody that has earned everything up until this point, which is why it was very confusing to see, to hear how, you know, oh, he should take the first offer. He should do what's best for his team. Like, Like, how about we commend this guy for starting basketball late and becoming a most improved player, a multiple-time all-star, a champion, you know what i mean so that that performance really sticks out to me and if i'm going to be a little bit more recent that 52 points uh in madison square garden yeah yeah, you know, huge. completely shattering Andrea Bargnani being the, the highest scoring Raptor in Madison Square Garden history, which you is know, a wild stuff. <laughs> right? Weird, by, by I did not know that <laughs> he went full primo in, in MSG, you know what I mean? Wow, um, but the yeah. big lights, <laughs> yeah, you know what <laughs> the I mean? Big stage
1: up. Bargnani steps up
2: <laughs> to know, but yeah, it definitely has to be game one for that championship run.
1: A uh, huge moment. I mean, the, the 52 Madison Square Garden, huge moment. Uh, I'll I'll jump in with sort of, uh, you know, this is like a many moment. This is a play that early on where I was like, this guy's wild for this. Um, you know, early on, this is like bench mob territory, but when Pascal started integrating himself into the team, it was like, you're fast, you're 6'9", buddy, we need you to run. And he was like, got it. And Lowry would whip him these baseball passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And routinely,
1: (laughs) this happened, like, so many times, which is is wild when you think about the pace of basketball. But routinely, the camera crew could not keep up with how fast he was moving. And (laughs) Lowry would whip a pass, and and the cameraman would basically catch it, like, a little bit late, and Pascal's laying it in. So like, that was a thing that happened many times. And I I was like, that that's just weird to me because, you know, you don't see that. So this guy's like getting down the court so fast and, you know, credit to Kyle's baseball passing um, or, you know, for, sorry, like his quarterbacking. But like, that was one early thing where I'm like, that's cool. That's cool that this guy is moving that fast. Um, Andy, yeah, I, I got a bunch more, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Uh-
0: Apparently, Dwayne Casey told him, I, I don't know what to do with you, but you're so athletic. He's like, just run. Just really? run when oh, you oh, see yeah. that happen. I just run. That. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. I
1: love Dwayne Casey for that kind of shit. He <laughs> yeah, looks at it's his like, roll card. He's like, hmm. I got nothing. Fast man.
0: Big <laughs> athletic guy. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Run. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, that's coach of the year and then also get fired. So there you go. uh Oh, man. For me, uh, I mean, um, um, Carly, you said so many good ones. I I was gonna say uh, game one. That's my most. That's the game for me that I think of when I think of Pascal. Mm-hmm. Just because I remember watching. Because he wasn't like super present in that like Buck series, you know. Like he he um he he um. It felt like he was really big on D. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he was, was, the, was, he was the moment good. I'm good. Saying, like yeah, I think so. he was really good through the entire run. Truly. But like offensively, he wasn't like throwing down huge numbers and stuff. But but when it came but then it was like game 1 and i remember thinking after that game i just remember like now everyone cuz it always felt like pascal was like a secret for us even though like he won was approved mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but like he was our he was like the a Toronto raptor like he was our like drafted like developed completely like he was our player and and yeah those guys always feel to me like no one knows about them except for us no one and it felt like that even up to this this trading of him you know like the way people in the u.s obviously were talking about him it's like you guys don't even know how good pascal is like you truly mm-hmm. don't um and now they're starting to see it and there's all these like there's all these clips of him on indiana the first what like two games he's played and he looks great but but yeah like i remember thinking now people know how good he is because of, of just that performance was was in the finals against you know this dynasty team they're the best defensive player can't stop them like you were saying and it was just like yeah that was just incredible stuff i've i felt i don't feel this way about sports a lot but i felt so proud of him you know what i mean like it was just a weird like it's it's felt like i knew him and i felt proud of him and that doesn't that doesn't happen super often with sports for me yeah anyway so i just reiterated one that's already been said but yeah
1: no it's great curly i'm gonna i'll throw back to you
2: yeah, MSG, and you know it might be, you know, kind of lazy on my part, but closing out game six, man, like that. Closing like, out game
1: six, it needs to be said. He got the like, clinching championship bucket.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know the rest is history. And and I think it was really validating for Pascal, saying, you know what, I'm here. You know what I mean? To Andy's point, you know, yeah, those moments that you're really proud of, and to see, and to see him show that it's it's not a fluke. And that when the Raptors needed him, he stepped up in a big way. I, I don't think it, it gets any better than that, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um
0: Fred, you said you had a bunch. Lay lay them on us here.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So so game one Philly went off. And that in that Philly series, he dropped him. I'm looking at a uh 29 and seven, uh three of four from three. He was just like a total problem uh and and absolutely like devastated Philly on that that first game. So it was sort of like like obviously, you know, we know it was Kawhi's run, right? You know, it it was his run. Uh you know, that's been said like a million times, but there were these games in that run where the attention that uh Kawhi created allowed someone to sort of jump into that spot. And obviously Kyle was the leader, but the guy who jumped in and like filled it up big time, many times was Pascal, you know, and there was lots of other capable people, right? That was a talented team, but Pascal was the guy who overwhelmed other teams and kind of pushed us over the edge. Uh, Another one. uh, And this took me a while, but I I got a poster uh, which you can sort of see on my wall. Uh, I'm going to just tilt it here. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little bit, you know, blurry uh, or a little bit far in the background, but it's this weird. I I got it from the, this photographer from the championship run, and uh, it took me a while actually to figure out the moment. But it's the clinching dunk in Game Five when uh, you know, like, so so the Raptors had kind of started to come back in the in the Buck series. Like we won our home games, right? but this was the first game we won in the only game we won in mm-hmm. Milwaukee in that series. And it was really this like big moment of Bucks fans being like, shit, we're in trouble. Like <laughs> this team didn't just like, you know, do the playoff cliche and like take care of business. He uh, had a huge game, that game. Uh, and that dunk was sort of like, you know, a, a really big moment. Uh, I got to shout out the spin. People always make fun of the, spin, the spin. Yeah. yeah but yeah. The spin to me is like, how many players like have a move? And it's funny that it, like, it, it became this thing where it's like, the spin's corny. It's like, yeah, so is like the NHL 1993 wraparound. Stop me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Stop it if you can. Um, and then uh, this was a, a many moment thing, but I really got to love, and it was like almost annoying. I think that's why I loved it so much, but the like, you know, he, the way you would draw a foul and you would just hear in the background, like, and one. <laughs> like, the way you would say and one, I'm like, that's got to be annoying if you're around it. And, <laughs> and I just loved it. And there's this one uh, and one where he got, where he said and one like that, and one, four times in a row. And like, you could tell like, everyone was like, buddy, shut up. And but he was just like laying on the ground screaming. And one, and I'm like, this is fucking great. And um, <laughs> so I, I, I like that. Like I, you know, I'm when you have a player that annoys people, it's fun. And that's uh, great. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed that aspect uh, of Pascal. Um, and even his dirty moments. Like he's had sort of two Embiid dirty moments. Like I don't like that he broke his face. But in that in that playoff run there's a small moment that people probably forget about where he tried to trip Joel Embiid. And it was so funny. I was like, I was like, this is awesome. This is like your Cameroonian brother. And he's just like, fuck you. I'm tripping you. And I I love that. I was like, I, it's cool to have a guy that's like, I'm so competitive. I'm going to trip you. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So uh, I mean, there are more, but uh, I feel like, I feel like we got some good Pascal moments in. Definitely, Definitely.
2: I'll, I'll give one good n one. It's the one where he yelled n one towards Bobby Portis, and he almost got punched.
1: I yes, thought that, I thought yes. That was a, that's probably oh, that my was favorite
2: n one. And he got shoved, and he still yelled n one again as he walked away. Yes, yes, badass <laughs> Pascal moment, <Volver>, man.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's exactly like that. Those types of annoying, like like that, must be so frustrating. You're like if you're a guy like Bobby Portis who's already snapped. In your life, uh, yeah. and you're like, I aren't you scared of me? And some guys just like keep screaming. And one, that's good shit. <laughs> <check>.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, I think uh, Andy you got any more. I mean, no. listen, we're not done reflecting on Pascal, but we're 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 done for the moment, right?
2: Yep. yep. Do you think they'll uh,
1: retire his number? That's a great question. I hope so. I They're don't better.
2: know. They better, man. I
1: think they should. I don't know what the Raptors sort of retiring lore is. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, like, they're, yeah, I mean, obviously, question. like, when it comes to who's the first one they're going to retire, it's Kyle, for sure, right? It's
1: Kyle, right? They're, like, waiting for Kyle. It's almost yeah. like they're waiting for Kyle to retire, and Kyle's like, I won't stop playing. Yeah, um,
0: and I'm going to and, really crush it in Charlotte now. Which
1: yeah, is yeah. Carl's like, uh, Carl's like, I won't let you buy me out because I'm bringing Charlotte to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, it's but like... Kyle's
0: number one. Kyle's definitely the first. Obviously, in yeah. the order of they retire makes sense as as well here. But like, I'm we're all assuming Kyle goes first, and then who's after that? I think it's pascal right after that right i like, think
1: well pascal can be playing for such a long time still yes i that's think true. it could that's be true. like then then you know the vince debate starts because it's sort mm. of like kyle's the guy do you are you uh are you yeah, a retired vince will. vince's jersey guy or not i'm like 50 50 on it like i see both angles where where are where you at with that curly
2: well, you're talking to a VC fan. So, yeah, yeah, he has to, you have to retire his number because I think, yeah. I think his impact went beyond Raptors. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, he's the f- dude yeah. inspired a documentary. He's Like, the about first Toronto two
2: documentaries. Two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I look at it like this I think it was very, like, obviously, it didn't end off the way that we wanted. And I was absolutely crushed that oh, they traded too. him for, you know, Two bodies and a bag of basketballs. You yeah. know what I mean. And one guy that Eric
0: and Aaron Williams. Yeah, the Williamses and morning Lorenzo. didn't show. Yeah.
2: let's go. What, what did they combine for like five and a half points? And you're letting yeah. like 23 walk out the door at that point, and then he just goes off. Um, but I but I think that for me it was when nobody cared about the Raptors. Not even not even ownership cared about the Raptors because everything was about the Leafs and their prime, right? Mm-hmm. But it was when I saw Vince Carter jerseys in different arenas, mm-hmm. you know, to see, to, I think it was the the Lakers to see two kinds of purple in the arena. You had the the yellow and purple, and then you had the yellow with the red trim. And I was like, man, we're, we're here. Like, this is, this is what we're doing now. Like Vince Carter has made us relevant. And, you know, you take the all-star and then eventually get into the playoffs and whatnot. But, Can you imagine if we didn't have Vince Carter? Like, could this team possibly still be here? Like,
1: Ten championships.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, there's still such a divide on Vince, but I, I think we need to appreciate him more that, you know, Damon Sotomayor didn't want to be here. The draft picks before him weren't really relevant. Like, he created an impact that we did not expect. Like imagine if we had Anton Jameson still. Like, are we are we still talk? Are we retiring Anton Jameson's number? Probably yeah. not. You know
1: what right. I mean? So you don't think so. Maybe
2: they should retire his number in Cleveland because that went so well with LeBron, <laughs> wow, and Shack, wow. right? <laughs> but but no, I, I, I think that um he inspired a nation, he inspired a generation, you know, he inspired Kevin Durant. Who probably couldn't see every Raptor game? Seriously, you know what I mean? Yeah, truly, yeah. And, and his durability, you know, say what you want about him, but I think you you have to because if it's not number two, at some point, I think we should honor VC.
0: I, you know, I, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I think uh,
1: I, that's the it's, mature it's, take.
0: There's two there's two things that made the Raptors at all relevant, and one of them is not like an on an in-team thing can you guys name another pop culture moment with the raptors where you think hey the raptors i'll tell you i'll say what it is okay it's vince carter obviously and just okay. the dunk competition and just being who he was
1: and samuel jackson sort of... jackie brown raptor bag thank
0: you Whoa, my yeah. raptor bag <laughs> baby i remember Wait, when i saw was that, that what I you're was actually like, gonna
1: what? say? yeah
0: are you kidding Uh, of course uh, it is it was a big moment actually it's huge it's nuts. right here in my raptor bag and i'm like the raptors i was Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen you know like (laughs) yeah dude that's the that's the other moment i was just like
1: i was like i gotta throw that in there
0: no that's exactly it man (laughs) so we're gonna retire vince then we're gonna quickly retire samuel jackson and jackie brown saying raptor bag then we'll retire pascal there we go yeah Uh,
1: i like that a lot Shout out Raptor Bay, yeah. Shout out Raptor Bay. Shout out Raptor Bay. Um, (laughs) I'm so happy that's where you're actually going. Wow. Uh, Okay. Um, We're gonna we're gonna get silly here, Uh, and yeah, I thought I thought of a fun one. I think you know we'll see where this goes, but uh, I tasked you both and myself with creating a reality TV show uh, with a current NBA player as the host. So. Uh, I mean, Andy, I feel like you're going to crush this. So let's just set the bar high here. So I'm going to start with you. Now, what? You said, yes. Okay. You said the host. I said the host. Of... Yes. You yeah. said the host, but did you mean just
0: featured as well, perhaps? Because I not did, every reality yeah. show has a host. Soft right? rules. Soft rules. Sure. Okay. Great.
2: Okay. Great. 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 Love it. Love it. Love it. Um,
1: yeah, okay. Well, I think, like I think the number one, one option. Roll, you know, it's all good. Yeah. It's not the like it's going to do mine any,
2: any favors, but it's okay. Let's roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah dude listen the number one option here and again i think did i say this at the beginning no i said this before we started recording i think someone should actually make this show uh yeah. once these players are no longer playing um um which for a lot of them is probably not that far off but, but you've got you 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 know keeping up with the kardashians mm-hmm. biggest you know hugest reality show how yeah. about keeping up with the antetokounmpo's Okay. That was one of
2: mine. It (laughs) was. You were shortchanging
1: yourself. You said you didn't have any good ones. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great, great idea because oh, there's okay. five brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. People forget about the oldest brother, who was also a professional soccer. Yeah,
2: no, you got
0: All the answer the Kubo brothers in there, and and obviously Giannis is the Kim. But like every, you know, we're all we're all yeah. in here. We're watching the Greek freaks, all of them, you know. And it's maybe always. they, I don't know. Maybe there's a theme where they're traveling the country uh, playing basketball. But maybe not. Maybe they're just at home, they all live in the same house. Because I just assume that they all do, because yeah. right, like, you know, they all live in Giannis's house, right? Like, Phonassus at least lives in Giannis's house, right? It's
1: like, For sure. sure. He's like, he's running through walls in his house. Like, yeah. he, it's like, literally, like, he has such Kool-Aid man energy, if like, if yes. Kool-Aid was the most ripped person you've ever met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is a show.
0: This is an actual show that they yeah. should actually make. Like, he should look oh, yeah, into I'd making watch, this show. I, this I would 100% watch 100% watch it. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. That's the first one I got. That's what do you huge. guys? That's huge, man.
2: Um, yes. uh, yeah, we we just set the bar. Like, Curly. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was one of them I was kind of flirting with that. Yeah. Um I I'll, I'll give an honorable mention. I was going to stick with the Giannis. Theme and I was gonna call it uh what what's the Nassis gonna do because his contract is up and he's not playing a <laughs> lot of basketball. It's just about, <laughs> it's just about but, that one but, issue. But here, but here, but here, this is the angle. This is the angle. So Giannis is gonna come in there, he's, he's gonna tell him that he's not gonna resign him because we all know Giannis runs the Bucks, so he's not gonna give him a contract extension, but he is going to help him find his next calling.
0: Nice, and it's yes. going to be him.
2: 30 days trying a variety of non major sports. So we're talking pickleball, we're talking polo. This is great. Until he figures out what he's going to do. And he's just
1: smashing equipment all over the
2: place. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's he's bulldozing people playing ping pong, you know what I mean? Or table tennis and and cracking pool cues and snooker, you know what I mean? Like, that that, that was one of them, right? But my true idea okay was Patrick Beverly
1: okay Pat Bev the yeah.
2: conversation around dogs he's taught he's calling the Raptors pups he's not mm-hmm. scared to see Aquam when he's here so on and so forth so I have a show called who's got that dog in him
1: oh okay. and it's
2: it's a competition with dogs yes. Okay, yeah, for sure. Right? Carly, these
1: the are all oh, like, killer yeah, ideas, dude. <laughs> you really did sure change your idea. You like, really did. First of all, that name's great. You, can, yeah. you should legitimately like write that down right now. Um, so that doesn't get lifted. Like, who's got yeah. that dog in him? Pat yeah. Bev. Oh my yeah, god, right? So, and the so, answer is nobody. Yeah, <laughs> the answer, answer is always sure. no one,
2: right? But it, it, it's dog, like eight dogs and their owners, you know, mm-hmm. competing in in basketball activities. So, you got dogs like doing shooting competitions, doing it's passing. Basketball. It's all basketball. But in the end, in the end, the competition is going to be that number one dog, ain't Pat Bev. So, the dog is going to do a basketball-related obstacle course. And Pat Bev is going to do the human equivalent of the dog Westminster dog show.
1: (laughs) This poodle can't (laughs) dribble for shit. Doesn't got the dog in him. Doesn't got that dog in him. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Your Labradoodle doesn't have that dog in him. (laughs) So so that's where I was at. The dogs have spoken. (laughs) The dogs
1: have spoken. It's just they pan to a bunch of dogs barking. Just, (laughs) yeah, that's great. Yeah,
0: yeah, there you (laughs) go. (laughs) That's amazing.
1: You got some imagery there with like the dogs playing poker. You know, Pat Pev rips through Who's got yeah, that dog,
2: who's in him? Got dog in him um, Which one of these dogs Has that dog in him <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's None of them Because they doom, can't play poker It's
0: yeah. Just showing you different pictures of the dogs from that episode <laughs>
1: yeah. <Doom>. That's fantastic <laughs> one, um, of yeah. <laughs> one of
0: these dogs
1: <laughs> One of these dogs One of these dogs Wow uh, Pat Pev's going to steal that from you yeah. <laughs> uh, after he listens to his podcast, like he does every
2: week. But but listen, he has to trash talk the dogs.
0: Like 100%. he has to.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, right. there's not. Yeah, there's no chance he doesn't. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. No,
1: he's yeah. gonna get he, in those dogs' faces. Yeah. Looking
2: at that chihuahua, you ain't got that dog in you. you ain't got yeah. That dog. yeah. <laughs> right. he's he gotta show.
1: He's gotta show a dog a tape of like a tougher dog. Yeah. Right. And be like that. Has dog. <laughs> that dog's got dog in him. Um. Wow. Freddie, you um, got one? Yeah. I mean i feel like maybe it's not maybe i was shortchanging myself too because you know it's like okay we're, we're vibing on the animal thing so also bringing in brothers Jokic and his two giant scary brothers these guys <laughs> love horses they love horse racing right. now i'm sure horse racing you know there's people who know more about it than i do and like I've enjoyed the Welcome to Wrexham series with Ryan Reynolds. So I want to see Jokic and his brothers like basically become like invest heavily in some racetrack or some horses or whatever and like create a dynasty of horses and just be like whatever, like, you know, Joker Secretariats or whatever. Like, like, like I don't know what to call. I don't know what to call this. The hard knocks of horse racing. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh my god. Hey. I was gonna say, who's got that dog? in Horse it? racing's
0: no joke.
1: Yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. huge. <laughs> That's good. Um, and then the other one I had is he's just like probably the most charming guy in basketball. So uh, I want to see like a I want to see a Jimmy prank show. Like this is just you know Jimmy Butler going around Hollywood. Butlered. <laughs> thank you <laughs> we're done here b-u-t-l-e <laughs> no wait l-e-r
2: vd hey, it HBO, doesn't matter how you spell it you're 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 on fire dude
1: hbo <laughs> that's a wrap on the pitch you yeah there it pick is pick it up or put it down um really thanks for coming that.
0: into my elevator and hearing it
1: <laughs> that's right uh but also that is the end of my pitch it's like i don't have i don't have <laughs> a specific it. prank you just it's- want
0: jimmy butler to prank people
1: it's jimmy walking around pranking people yeah they love mostly
0: it. with different wigs and hairstyles right like right? i think that's a central yeah. part of it um uh, what do you guys think of the show um here's i'm not even going to say anything else other than the name of it you tell me what you think of this show kevin love island
1: <laughs> uh i mean you
0: guys all know hit reality show uh, love island
1: what sure? about
0: if it's just kevin love on an island <laughs> no one else, or 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 we do okay. Okay, this, you know the. No, network he's is with his us...
1: uncle from the Beach Boys.
0: Yeah, yeah. The network <laughs> is telling us we need to bring some other people on the show, so it's just trying to find someone who's willing to currently play with Kevin Love. That's all. See if they can work it out with them. But you know what I mean. Uh, Sergio Bacca's kitchen nightmares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Serge going like, in a different.
1: That's almost you know? already happened. So, like, I think like, yeah, exactly. Get him all the way in. You know
0: um survivor raptors uh this is a, a current season of the toronto raptors uh are on an island jeff Propes is there we're running through challenges we're doing things and then whoever gets whoever gets voted out at the end is traded for i like it someone underwhelming and maybe a draft pick you know like sure sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: i feel like we've that we've already seen that episode I know we've seen a
0: couple. <laughs> of, we're we're midway through that season. Yeah, yeah. We you know, were yeah.
1: riding high, and Andy, you just brought us down. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to bum everybody
0: out with my Survivor reference. Um, do you guys remember a show called Fight Quest?
1: Fight Quest. No,
0: no one remembers the show. It wasn't like a big show or anything. That's that's so don't like you know whatever.
1: <laughs> no one it was remembers on Dis- the show. It, nobody watched it. Nobody even watched it. Around. It wasn't a
0: big show, but it was a really it was awesome. It was called Fight Quest. It was on Discovery Channel. Back in like maybe the like sort of mid 2000s, like 2000, like to late 2000s, maybe um, it was these two guys. They just were like like sort of middle of the pack MMA guys. They weren't like on in UFC or anything. They were like kind of no name guys, but they would just go around the world and wherever they would go, like the places they would go, they would learn um, like a martial art from that from that area of the world and they would do like two different versions of it and they wouldn't fight each other but they would fight like another like champion of that martial art like like in the place they were and so there would be two fights and they would always like 90 percent of the time just get beat like yeah. so badly it definitely
2: uh, sounded like it, it, done sounded done. Like it. <laughs>
0: yeah they would get their asses handed to them by like yeah, I bet they kids would. like you know what i mean like it's like they they learn it for like five days and then there's like okay well here's a 14 year old guy who's been doing it for his whole life and he's gonna crush you guys you know mm-hmm. the brazilian jitsu one was amazing because they just they had no they had no shot at all like they were out of the match in like a minute but anyways this show was very great and uh i think you should do something like that with basketball this is just me wanting to tell you guys about fight quest (laughs) by the way this is not a pitch at all i just love the show fight quest and everyone should look it up and try and watch it end of story
2: okay (laughs) i'm gonna go check it out honestly
1: it honestly was such a good show
0: dude it was so good yeah anyways end of story peace do it i'm out (laughs) marco bellinelli
1: evan fournier let's go brick um brick uh okay. Bellinelli. Uh, Bellinelli brick. Uh final question here. Uh Curly, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you. Uh we had some uh the anniversary of Kobe's 81 dark memory for Raptors fans. But oh, I know uh, they've been talking
0: about it so much all over the place. I hate it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, because we're we're attached to that history and it's and it's yeah, not a good one. Uh but we're tanking now, so we'll get some more of that. Um but <laughs> a few. uh you yeah, we're going yeah, to get smashed for a while. Um, Embiid, Cat, massive games. Obviously, Embiid had the bigger game. Um, and it came with the win, which is which is nicer. Uh, but, um, you know, just really like giant games. And, and it made me think, uh, you know, start thinking about like, what games have, you know, have I watched from start to finish? Like, and I'm not talking about a game where it's like Steph's heating up and you like turn in on the fourth quarter. I mean, like you're watching a game, you know, uh, you know, if you're there live, amazing, but like just, you're watching a game and it ends up being this like really incredible, you know, like, like individual player game. Um, What is like the single best performance you've watched? And I think what I find interesting about this is like, mine's not, it's not anything that crazy. Um, And yeah, I'll go to you first, Curly. uh, And, I was really trying to be like, man, have I watched a sixty-point game from start to finish? And, and I don't think I have. So, um, yeah, Curly, from a, from anyone in the league. Like, and, and by the way, this can be a game from a long time okay. ago. Okay. So and like, this is just, just best performance, best period? individual performance, best individual like, performance. Okay. Like, like someone put on a crazy game, and you right. were watching that game. And it's not and you watched the
0: entire game.
1: Yeah, like it's a, it's not okay. a game you like just no jump in on. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Okay. Great. I got it. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I watched that Kobe game, you know, I was in, yes. uh, I, I was in high school at that time. I also watched I, that. Kobe I, game, so I did my, <laughs> I, I was doing my homework late or was wrapping up and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this, this Raptors game at 1030 at night on, on uh, a 13 inch tube TV in, in in the kitchen. And I was just watching Kobe just knock down a few shots then he knocked down five in a row then he knocked down a few more and i was like okay you know what he's just gonna go off but then he just kept going and going and i was about to turn off the tv and he just kept destroying joey graham morris peterson <laughs> Jalen, rose. Jalen rose it didn't it didn't matter and i sat down and i watched that entire game in in disbelief like jaw to the floor like this guy is single-handedly destroying us I do believe that Smush Parker was the second leading scorer in that game with 13 points, something stupid like that. And they had prime Lamar Odom, okay? And to see Kobe get, I think, what did he score? I think under 40 points just with threes and free throws alone. Call it like 38, 39. Mm -hmm. The rest of it was in the paint. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous, and and it, it easily is the, the single best performance I've ever seen on TV from beginning to end, to end. I've seen a bunch of Vince Carter games, in and in, in the Sprite Zone. You're up, shout out Sprite Zone, Air Canada <laughs> Center, ten dollars <laughs> seats, 12, twelve fifty. But it would be Terrence Ross fifty piece against the Clippers. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that live. I got nice. tickets last minute, and he was just. Going off, dude. Like Demar was crap that game. I think Valanchunas was the second best scorer that game. But just watching Terrence Ross single handedly keep us in the game, like it was crazy. You know, against Terrence a Ross. very good, yeah, very good. Terrence Clippers Ross,
0: team, a- active TikToker now. Like his podcast, mm-hmm. he's he's making lots of posts. I see him all the time. He's great. Yeah, he actually yeah. did a recent one about that game.
2: I was like, I was like, oh
0: yeah. It was insane. He he could have yeah. missed, man.
2: He could not miss. So mm-hmm. that that definitely sticks out in terms of a live performance, man. That, two crazy ones, man. Um, yeah,
0: totally. I think it's pretty funny. Just like side side note that um, uh, the Carl Anthony Towns sixty two point game that his coach was like. Pretty visibly angry about it afterwards. He
2: was
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he was not happy script. about that. We did not, not play any that.
2: defense. <laughs> yeah, there was no defense that game. Uh, yeah, he was also
1: like he was hunting points. Yeah, he, yeah, dude. Yeah, but he was yeah. though. He was. He, he looked
2: was. like he he, no he looked like somebody was controlling him, playing two K. Like you're, you're just gonna yeah. run the entire offense through Carl Anthony Towns. Like it was ridiculous. The that guy, when I'll you say... play
0: like on like with your when you play with your friends, who's just like, okay, well. I guess he's just gonna play, you know, like we're not gonna play that much this game.
1: The only thing I'll say is though he did he was like on fire to a degree where it's like uh you know, the guy's going off. Like it's mm-hmm. not it's not like I know he was hunting his stuff, but it's like he is like he is hitting a lot of buckets.
0: He's hitting a lot sure. of buckets, but they didn't win. It's true. <laughs> like,
1: and losing maybe if he
0: did more of the other things he was supposed to do in a game, maybe his team would have won. You know what I mean? Anyways, no, that's whatever. That's whatever. That's neither here nor there. Let's talk about best performances. Uh, okay. So um, for me, for Raptors, um, uh, for me, it was uh, Vince against the 76ers. Nice. Um game was that game three of that series i think it was and then i'm just not looking at talk, it now let's not talk about that the next game Al <laughs> <laughs> did the exact same thing let's not talk about that part of it because <laughs> at that moment i was it's kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier i was like this it look everyone vince is so good you know like i remember just being so excited watching that game and him dropping 50 and like a huge win against against the 76ers and then obviously we know how it went after that but still that game was just amazing watching vince like same thing it felt like he couldn't miss from anywhere and then in that in the following game he did quite, he did he did miss quite a bit but anyways excellent performance if you want to talk like all nba all time ever i can only trust what people say about it i did watch this whole this whole game but my feelings about it at the time were different and i'll explain it in a second i i watched the whole uh the flu the michael jordan flu game Mm-hmm. um when I was a kid uh that was like kind of right around when I like oh the Raptors started that's when I started watching basketball right so um so that that year's finals uh jazz right jazz Bulls yeah. yep. um um yeah I' remember watching that game and being like cheering for the bulls because like whatever we all love the bulls back then when we we're kids and uh and being and I'm being like what's everyone making such a big deal about like, <laughs> like, like they kept saying he was sick but i'm like he looks fine you know and he scored like 36 or something like very good point totals for the playoffs incredible for a guy who is that sick and i remember like even at the end of the game i was just like yeah 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 it's very good obviously but I'm like come on come on you, you, jordan's you know whatever whatever he's a bit sick in hindsight <laughs> Watching the documentary and just honestly, the hindsight of like a week later, I knew how, how like big a deal it was. But like, for some reason at the time, as like, uh, whatever, I was in like grade seven or something. I don't even know. But I was like, I, I just wasn't that impressed. But looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I witnessed one of the greatest NBA performances of my life and somehow wasn't that impressed by it. I just didn't have the like reference at that point to know that it was that good. Cause I was so new really to the whole thing. You know what I mean? So that was, that's funny.
1: This, this is the honesty I'm looking for.
0: yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. i didn't realize it at the time but i'm going okay i did see that so that must be one of the one of the ones
1: yeah um mine is uh you know and uh, i'm looking at the stats and i think it's like it's partially an era thing where you know they just they don't look as insane as so many of the stats we're seeing now um you know, even thinking like the 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 Mitchell versus Murray battle in the bubble, I'm like, man, some of those numbers are bigger than this. But the game where I was like, like, and I watched it with a group of people, right? Because it was like, it was the beginning of kind of like, is you know the like he's amazing, but is LeBron maybe could he be the goat type conversation? And it was a uh, game five against the uh, Cavs, so. looking at the stats now like they're amazing like he he got 48 points uh nine rebounds seven assists two steals uh he scored every point in the fourth uh (laughs) i I think after like a certain minute or maybe every point period uh but it was just the way in which he was doing it that like this this amazing pistons team that was like so stacked with defenders couldn't stop him they were like hanging on him He was hitting threes. He was doing it on the Wallace's. Like there was something about the way he was doing it. And then also doing it against the Pistons. Like there was this kind of like Michael Jordan symmetry. There was, there was something going on with that game. And like, it's not like I, you know, like, like you, Andy were sort of like, yeah, it's not like I was sort of like, Oh, I'm not that impressed. Like, like everyone else. I was like witness I'm witnessing greatness or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's my individual game. Uh, in person, I did see the Demar fifty-two against the Bucks, which is pretty sick.
2: Sweet, nice. Um,
1: and I remember uh, my 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 season seats uh, are in uh, section three hundred nine. Shout out three hundred nine. And and uh, I was with a, a friend, Roger, and I was going insane because when he got to like forty-six. I started like shouting and I was like he's going to get the record he's going to get the record and people were like buddy like sit down and I was like DeRozan's going to get the record and I'm going to fucking snap and like I was basically standing up and going wild and people were people were like okay this guy like he's really n- nuts but he's on to something and I can't say that I got everyone in on it but at least in my section I got I got 309 going uh, and that was a fun. That was a fun individual performance moment. That's that's my. Those are my answers.
0: Cool that's, guys! That's, breaking uh, breaking news: Doc Rivers has accepted the Bucks' coaching position.
1: Big surprise! Breaking news yep. <laughs> right here
0: on the podcast. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> huge. <laughs> um, this is going to be we
1: up-
2: We got Andy. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, sorry but even more breaking news they're letting doc go and bud's coming back okay football wow football. Dude, i can't dude. believe it that's so embarrassing to doc honestly
0: good move, move though good yeah move. that's that's messed up
1: like bud should yeah but um yeah that's a wild story like i think that's like a that's like a TBD because i think we we got to hear more why green was let go i mean i do think the bucks just mini tangent. I do think the Bucks could be doing better, but they are still doing good. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Like, what is like yeah. Third place? The third place, right? Something like that?
1: Yeah. They're like, I think they could be, you know, with their record, the best team in the NBA. So maybe it's just sort of like Giannis is like, I have Dame and, you know, my it, coach isn't good enough, I guess. It feels, it's
0: got to be like a, personal thing don't you think like it's got to be like a, a a differing on some kind of philosophical level of like what they're doing as a team or something could like be that. yeah it's, like, it's not like they're they're not bad obviously we're kind of yeah. wa- we're still kind of waiting for the to like gel a bit more even they're, though they're, they're second in the good. nba yeah exactly oh, they're <laughs> still so good 30 but, like, and
1: 13 so
0: it's insane so like yeah but there is a thing though right like there is a thing of like this isn't it's weird, I don't know, it's interesting. But yeah, it is it is it's it's kind
1: of nuts. I'll talk to my people.
0: Yeah, okay, get on the horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get them in here. Who's your people again real quick? Uh let's see um that 70 show crew from Wisconsin. Uh they got a lot of connects. <laughs> yeah. Uh except Wait. the one guy that except every, the guy who's there. in jail, <laughs> yeah. The also. one guy who's bad and, not, and no one associates with, her. and what about oh. the other two
0: and the Scientologist, you know too? You honestly you know couldn't have picked a worse group of I'm people. I'm out on the whole show,
1: <laughs> I'm out on the whole crew. Uh, I it's just, just Topher for Grace everyone. It's, it's just, just Topher for Grace, just, I, I just swear. Go for Grace, I'm a cheesehead, go Packers. Um
2: he's now connecting with that 80 show. Yeah, <laughs> dude. You know
1: what? Don't worry about the Packers either. I will uh I'll I'll I don't have any people. Okay. Busted. Okay. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wait, more, break breaking yeah. more breaking news. More breaking news.
1: Uh busted, grilled.
0: It's the Nassis. It's the Nassis. That's who your guys. Yeah. That's who your people is.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh oh, wow. I got uh read pretty hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh that's uh that's it for, for this pod. I do want to make a, a, an announcement to uh, the listeners because um sort of a unique special uh awesome amazing scenario I'm about to have a kid uh so this yeah uh this is my
2: congratulations brother
1: yeah man um yeah. This, this is my last pod for a while um, but uh stepping in for me and and uh doing it with Andy is gonna be Brendan Howren, who's uh, uh, done this pod uh, a bunch of times is amazing um and I- I'm so excited that he's he's down to jump in and um yeah Andy and Brenda are gonna chop it up and I'll be back when I refine a groove. Uh, hopefully not too long, but I'll let the baby decide. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold up the baby and be like, "Can I pod?" You know what I mean? <laughs> um, just strap them uh, to
2: your chest and do a podcast. You know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: People will be like, "That's okay, fathering." Um, but uh, yeah, so just uh, uh, thanks everyone for the support, and uh, I will see you in a little while. But um, just to wrap this episode up, uh, Curly, thank you so much for doing the pod. We, you know, really appreciate having you. And can you please just, uh, you know, we're, we're going to plug your socials, but like let everyone know, uh, you know, uh, how to find you, what you're doing. You know, give, give us the old plug.
2: Well, I appreciate that, boys. Like this was so much fun and it's a vibe. Like, you know, we're looking for a Raptors vibe. Well, you guys are a vibe. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you, um, and bringing me on nice. and, and making me part of this whole experience. Uh, as for me, I do the reaction pods. I've been slacking on the weekly pods because I'm trying to get guests, and it's just boring talking to myself all the time. So I'm just Fair. <laughs> right. So working on a couple of weekly pods. I've I've had Samson on there and Trey, all uh, Raptors alum, even S as well. But you know, working on some weekly pods, and you know, check out uh, I live by the three or I live by the zero three on Twitter. I I tweet random stuff. I retweet retweet a lot. And I I give a lot of, you know, personal thoughts because I I feel that, you know, unique to your content, you guys provide a different perspective. Like it's not a cookie cutter approach. I feel like a lot of pods have the same kind of content and I I do my part to trying to steer away from that the same way that you guys do. Not on a comedic level because that's your guys thing and you guys are one of the best at it
1: but i'm just gonna say give yourself more credit you got that dog in you because oh yeah
2: thank you thank you you brought us i've been knighted uh appreciate that but yeah no i'm on your favorite Mm. platforms uh give me a follow give me a like and um yeah hey support confederacy of Dunks, man they're awesome i've had a great time anytime you guys are willing to have me back i'll be a part of it man i appreciate you guys
1: Man, yeah. Please come
2: back. Easily, it. no
1: question about it. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, everyone follow the Raptors Republic. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I tried to. That was just a shitty callback because uh, that sort of did make sense. Um, <laughs> no, I remembered. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like subscribe.
0: powered by FanDuel now. Yeah, guys. powered come by on. FanDuel.
1: Let's get on, more on it. More breaking Pop news. Off. Powered by FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy, um, do you want to plug that fight show again or? Uh, yeah, fight class. Check it out. I don't know if it's on any streaming platforms anymore, Check but it he used to be on. I can't discovery. find it.
0: It's gonna uh, be tough to find. Maybe it's on YouTube. 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 I don't know. Look it up.
1: One of the episodes is a jujitsu thing. They get smoked. <laughs> it's um, so awesome. It's honestly so good though, I dude. Bet it is. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, uh, yeah, we will be back next week, uh, with Brendo and um Andy and, and yeah,
0: and our guest will be Norm Souza, who's a producer Norm, at uh, Fox. <laughs> fox nfl uh, and uh, and he's a big uh, raptors and uh clippers head yeah so we're gonna have him on the show yeah
1: Sweet. norm's amazing uh we're lucky to have him and uh yeah we'll uh we'll see you guys next week thanks for supporting
2: see ya peace, peace.